This is the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-refined Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like a good table sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Nice and refined. That's what you think of when you hear the word refined? (laughs) Table sugar. Table sugar. (laughs) Is table sugar I don't even know what that is. And a lot has happened since the last time we have recorded, Louis. Yes, we have a president. We have a new president. You're now almost 40. I'm almost 40 years old. The other night, I had to apologize to, to you <laughs> for, for my actions around your daughter. And your sailor mouth. <laughs> yeah, I had to apologize because I swore a little bit too much Yeah, <laughs> around your 16-year-old daughter. Exactly. And, you know, I don't care about that. Which is, to me, it's a sign that I treat her as an equal, you know? <laughs> like, I don't treat, you know, I don't see her as a child. Yeah, you treat her as an equal when you offered her that, that, that meth. <laughs> your wife and daughter came over. We had a nice little birthday. And then we played a crazy ADD video game. Yes, we did. We played this weird video game. She brought over some games for the Wii. Yep. And it was the most insane video game it was warioware smooth moves well, i couldn't sleep it was so <laughs> it's a lot it of so high <laughs> you're not allowed to drive cars after you play that game no there's a seizure warning on it is it really yeah no there's not. no there's not yeah so i like eric and i are still talking about like what how are kids playing this like no wonder like they don't play like, it for very long yeah, i will tell you that because they pass out they end up in the corner in the fetal position <laughs> Screaming. God, it was so obnoxious. But what a crazy week, man. And how are you doing, Louie? I'm doing good. (laughs) I just was serenaded by a Matt Beatnik poem. Oh, yeah. So on Fiverr, Matt writes Beatnik poems for people. So you wrote like a love Beatnik poem from a German dude to an Argentinian lady. Yes. And you read it in the first person, which is kind of weird. He didn't specify. And, you know, hey, he loved it. Okay. The, most people love the the beatnik poems I write for them. I have never had anybody be like, you know what? That was garbage. You know why? <laughs> because they're all garbage. <laughs> the bar is very, very low. <laughs> what, you mean all my poems are garbage? All beatnik poems. What are you talking about? It, it was epic, man. And uh, I, I... What's honestly, your favorite? What's... I think I prolonged their marriage by at least three to four years. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out. These people who write, who you write these poems for or jokes for, and they use them in their personal life, are they like, P.S., I'm really not a beatnik poet? Or does this lady think he's a, like an amazing beatnik poet, well, and then one day the world crashes I down around her? I think the jokes are a little bit harder because the beatnik poem I record with my own voice. Yes. And I send it to them, but I also send them the written poem. So they have the option to use it whatever way they want. Okay. Uh, most of the time with the beatnik poems, I'm not writing it for someone's significant other. <laughs> <laughs> You're writing it? What are you I'm writing, writing it the... about subjects, you know? Like, you know, I want a, something about travel or I want a beatnik poem about, you know, death or whatever. <laughs> I, need, I need a beatnik poem eulogy <laughs> for my granddad. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Stuff like that. But the jokes are a little bit weirder because it's like, you know, it's these guys, generally males, who will have me write jokes for them to impress females Uh that they're trying to date or they're going out with. 
And so I'll write them some jokes and then I'm like, what's going to happen when they stop having me write jokes for them? What's going to happen after the first three minutes of the date and they've run out of material? Yeah, it's kind of like the person who has someone else run their internet profile for yeah. them. This is sort of like every 90s teen sitcom where the the guy is like you know whispering to the other guy from behind the rock yeah oh totally and then she falls in love not with the guy yeah the guy whispering in his ear the word but that's the guy that's really in love anyway she fell in love with the joke guy yeah i'm hoping that they get married so that i can maintain some business (laughs) every day (laughs) when he gets it up and puts his email in he's got his new jokes (laughs) for the day yeah, it's fun. It keeps me uh, creative. And if you want to beat Nick Poem, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Louis hates on them and he d- does not like them at all. What is your favorite published beat Nick Poem? Oh, I got so many. <laughs> so many. I got so many out there. I've got... Uh... I wrote I wrote about 50 for this dog grooming company or dog <laughs> online dog store. Huh. And uh, so they put that... That's all on their sites. There's like a... 30 or 40 of them that you can listen to. Wow. See, if I was buying from them and then found out they weren't writing them, I would feel ripped off. What are you talking about? Do you, when you see a commercial on TV, are you like, oh, that's not the owner of the company acting in the, (laughs) that's not a, not an actual doctor. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) That's how Lee Iacocca made the K car. He showed up on TV. All right, Louie, well, let's get, <laughs> let's get to some stories. Now for some freaky dicky cheeky breaky news. This story comes from the reliable nypost.com. That's a news source more reliable than a romance novel that doesn't have Fabio on the cover. Yeah, what's the deal? It just has a green Fabio on the cover of this <laughs> story that we're about to do, Louie. You know, I don't know when that we came to this realization, but my whole life I sort of always thought that New York Post was a reliable thing. But then <laughs> we started this podcast and slowly realized that it's just complete garbage. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So the story goes, bizarre COVID-19 erotica novel goes viral. It goes viral because the ink they used is made from COVID. Oh, that could be pretty. <laughs> the, the Russians, <laughs> the China disease, it came over in a novel. Yes. That's why they call it the novel coronavirus. <laughs> What did you have? Did you get the novel coronavirus? No, I got the erotica coronavirus. (laughs) Call it love in the time of coronavirus. A new erotic romance, Kissing the Coronavirus, by author M.J. Edwards, a pen name, has hit the digital shelves and is taking the internet by storm. Move over, grumpy cat. There's a new sensation. Yeah, you know, this is the book version of straight to DVD, (laughs) right? Straight to digital. Well, straight to Kindle. Yeah, right? She was supposed to cure the coronavirus. Instead, she fell in love with it. Instead, she's batshit crazy. (laughs) According to the synopsis on Amazon, Dr. Alexa Ashingtonford is a part of a crack team of scientists tasked with finding the cure to the devastating coronavirus. Little did she know she would end up falling in love with it in this steamy viral erotica. I want no viral in my erotica yeah. of any sort. And when they say crack team, they mean a team smoking crack. 
Yes. <laughs> Kissing Coronavirus is a steamy tale about forbidden love and dark desires come to life, it continues. Yeah, it's not like, you know, when Spike Lee put out Jungle Fever and it was like, a, you know, yeah. <laughs> super taboo. Like, if I met someone, they're like, oh, yeah, I've got a new person I'm dating. Who is it? Coronavirus? I'd be like, you do you. Yeah. <laughs> be like, stay six feet away from me <laughs> and wear a mask, yeah. but, but you do you. Yeah, it's a, that's a weird way of saying you have coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, almost apologetically, the synopsis ends with this line. The book is MJ Edwards' debut book and is her attempt at trying to pay the bills following her job loss. So MJ Edwards, according to Goodreads, now there's some debate as to who the MJ, there's a couple MJ Edwards, mm-hmm. but they also, whoever the other MJ Edwards is, put out a book called Penetrated by the President's Twitter Feed. Yeah, so there is another MJ Edwards who is an author and is a man, and he is a primarily gay contemporary romance author, and he uh, writes all sorts of weird stuff. The Escort's Tale... And so a lot of people think that he wrote this, but it apparently is a different MJ Edwards who is a woman. Or he's like, here's how I'm going to throw like the ultimate mix in my pen name. My pen name is a lady. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love how it says it's her debut book and most likely her last, <laughs> her finale. <laughs> it's, it's my rookie year. It's my opus and my retirement. Yeah. According to a review of Kate's books on Goodreads, the story starts off with Dr. Ashington Ferd trying to find a cure for COVID-19, but is turned on by the sample. You know what? So I looked up what a coronavirus sample, it's a blood sample. Mm. So this is really vampire erotica versus virus erotica. A selection cited by Kate's book reads, despite the devastation the virus was causing across the globe, Alexa felt a rush of excitement every time she picked up the corona sample, like a pulsating erect penis, desperate to unleash its devastation on anyone who touched it. You know, it should be like like a pulsating erect penis full of STDs. Yeah, I think that could just be the description of not a book, just a general penis. It's desperate to unleash <laughs> its devastation on anyone who touches it. <laughs> the virus then infects an evil scientist, Dr. Bob Gertley Chung, who then uses an untried vaccine on himself in an attempt to rid his body of the virus. And the vaccine turns the bad male doctor into a green, hulking, COVID-19 sexy man beast who can finally fornicate with horny Dr. Ashington first. So if you're, this is a spoiler alert, if you're planning to read this, I, I read a little bit about this. It turns out at the end, they reveal that a day before she was processing samples for LSD. Oh, really? Yeah, so she was just <laughs> <tripping> the, balls. <laughs> the sequel is when evil scientist Whoopi Goldberg then uses an untried vaccine on herself in an attempt to rid her body of the ghost. <laughs> And the vaccine <laughs> turns her into Demi Moore, who then has sex with Patrick Swayze, who's the Hulk, <laughs> and, and is now host of The View. <laughs> Some readers reviewed the debut harshly. One gave it one star review, noting, here I am, I did it, I read it, and oh boy, I don't know what to say. I mean, this exists, it's here, it's a real thing that someone actually wrote. That sounds like a four-star review. That was Yeah, that was a lot of effort for just a one star. Yeah. But others enjoyed it for the unintentional comedic value it brought, like the reviewer CS who wrote, Yes, I still gave it five stars. Do not go into this expecting a good read, either story or writing. You have absolutely have to go into this expecting it to be worse than you imagined. The fact that it was so bad, it made me laugh like crazy, is why I rated it so high. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a weird, like, 
You don't buy, don't buy this vacuum cleaner thinking it will actually vacuum. Buy it because it doesn't and laugh at You're it. You're gonna laugh so hard at all those dust bunnies, it just kicks around your carpet. <laughs> CS You're gonna laugh so hard at how much this Ford leaves you high and dry <laughs> in the rain. So overall, the book had 121 ratings with an average of 3.5 stars. The majority of them are either five star, which I'm assuming are her friends, or one star <laughs> reviews, who I'm assuming are people who actually read it. It's all friends of the other MJ Edwards. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other MJ Edwards has written a note on Goodreads, distancing himself from the hilariously awful time, noting, I just became aware of a book kissing the coronavirus that appears under my pen name and apparently uses my picture as if I were the author. I am not and I know nothing about this book. I like how the author of Penetrated by the President's Twitter feed is trying to dis himself <laughs> from kissing the coronavirus. <laughs> like, you know, that's just a little too silly for me. What do you think about this, Louis? Well, I didn't know this, but this is actually a genre. So there's another coronavirus love story uh, called Courting the Coronavirus, uh, a positively viral love story by Lee Taylor. Now this, it's funny, the coronavirus, this came out um, October 2nd, where Kissing the Coronavirus came out April 22nd. Wow. So Courting the Coronavirus is a total knockoff, because if you look at the cover, the, the, the hunky dude also green. Oh, same guy? <laughs> you can't I mean, that face. was a quick turnaround for a book. I mean, like, you found out the coronavirus hat was uh, existing in the early March, and you had a book out for to, for sale in April. Yeah, I mean, you I think... a lot of vetting in that process. I think it was originally, like, entertaining Ebola, <laughs> and then that didn't last as long as they yeah, thought. Right. <laughs> H1N love. Yeah, H1N love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so then then this happened and they just turned it around. Yeah. Just going back to what you just said, I don't think you can call it a genre when there's only two books that are <laughs> covering it. I think that is pretty grandiose. Only two books that have made good reads. <laughs> good reads. Uh, so yeah, this is good for this person if it is actually a person that was out of work who is writing it, but bad on them for using the pen name of another author and using their picture. Oh, man. All right. There's COVID-69. Oh. An erotic quarantine COVID story. So the, I, I would assume people who are reading this are just looking for, like, sex-based books that are ridiculous, yeah. I guess. Like, over-the-top ridiculous. The Virus of Desire. Ooh. The Life of Passion. A Coronavirus COVID-19. Wouldn't that just be about AIDS? Self-help. The Virus of Desire. <laughs> it's okay. So, Virus of Desire. The Life of Passion, colon, a coronavirus COVID self-help erotic book. Self-help erotic book? Yeah. All right. First, what you do is you take the coronavirus. <laughs> you look in the mirror. You cough that coronavirus onto your genitals. <laughs> <laughs> then you rub it all around your genitals. All right. uh, yeah, this is pretty ridiculous. Uh, I don't want to read it. and uh, But I do want to read the... President Trump penetrated me <laughs> with his Twitter feed. I think we should order it. <laughs> oh, there's so many. There's... There's Fertile in Lockdown, a coronavirus quarantine erotica. Yeah. I like anyone doing their art trying to pay the bills. Yeah, why not? So go out there, get the book. It's available on uh, Amazon, Amazon for free, For I free with Amazon Unlimited. If you read it, please let us know what you thought of it. Yep. And uh, we will do an addendum to the story. <laughs> we will interview you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you.
Weird News Story number two. This story comes from Cairo7.com. That's a news source more reliable than the best Western in the Eastern Hemisphere. <laughs> no, it's not the best Eastern, right? <laughs> Correct. Okay, Correct. gotcha. All right. Yes. <laughs> It's just Midwestern it's mid- exactly. in the East. <laughs> You're, yeah, almost Best Western. <laughs> Story goes, woman runs mile in under six minutes while nine months pregnant. The footnote to this is that she was actually running to the delivery room. <laughs> right. She's like, I'm not going to have this baby in this alley. <laughs> and there is a video on TikTok if you want to watch it and get your information stolen at the same time. Yes. <laughs> if you want your information sent to the Best Western in the East. Over the last seven months, many people have been motivated to get outside and get active in the midst of coronavirus closures and precautions. Yeah, a lot of people do, and a lot of people are uh, hunkering down, which yes, is what they I would have done. That's why she is also running with a gun in the video. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a shotgun. <laughs> well, actually, I will say, though, her precautions are bad. No mask. <laughs> That's true. It's a good point. I mean, she is outside on a track by herself. So I'm not sure exactly why she would need a mask. Um, it's for everyone else. The mask is to protect everyone else from you. Including her baby. <laughs> exactly. Including her baby. Go wear a mask because I'm pregnant. <laughs> Don't want to give coronavirus to my baby. Yeah, like if you have a baby right now, do they immediately mask up that baby? Probably. Like, Here's your first breath and mask. Mask. While exercising outdoors may be a relatively new endeavor for some people, one woman has been dedicated to her workout routine for years, and neither COVID-19 nor pregnancy have slowed her down. Would we, like, be as celebratory of her sticking through her routine through pregnancy if her routine was drinking? Yeah, right? It was, like, good for you! It was bumper cars. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, yeah, it was uh, street fighting. <laughs> yeah, right. She's committed. She's a committed mother. <laughs> she, she's, she's a pugilist. She was in Fight Club <laughs> till the day she gave birth. She actually got hit in the stomach and then shot out the baby. <laughs> McKenna Myler, 28, is nine months pregnant. She recently ran a mile in just five minutes and 25 seconds. Very impressive. Yeah. For anybody, let alone a woman who's nine months pregnant. I once did a mile in five minutes and 25 seconds. Really? Sitting in traffic in Chicago. <laughs> a video posted on TikTok by Myler's husband shows her completing the feat. That's the weird thing is like, do we know what actually happened? Yeah. TikToks are like a 60 minute. seconds long. <laughs> There was six videos that were edited together. Yeah. And then in the middle of it, she's doing a TikTok dance. It was a flip flop. It was a flip book video. You spin that little wheel and you see the horse running and then she runs by it. Myler, an avid runner, said she cut back her mileage a lot, running five to six times a week throughout her pregnancy. What was she doing beforehand? I know. I was running 15 days a week. I was running. (laughs) I'm committed. She hoped she would still be able to run later in her pregnancy and voice her anxiety to her husband. I don't know, though. Like, I think that's something you should voice to your husband before you get pregnant. Like, if running is so important to you, like, you figure it out with your doctor before you got pregnant. I don't want to have a baby. I don't want that baby to cut into my running time. Yes. To keep me motivated, he said he would give me $100 if I could break eight minutes doing the mile at nine months pregnant, she said. 
Little did they know that 100 bucks is going to cost them 70K in early childhood visits. <laughs> this week, she met her goal. Feeling capable is everything to me, Myler said in an interview with BuzzFeed. Running has been a big outlet for me in that way. Running during pregnancy has been a beautiful process of accepting effort and patience, not forcing anything and letting go of pace and forced mileage. Except, except for when your husband offered you a hundred bucks. I know, right? Like, do they not have a joint bank account? <laughs> like, that, that's He's my money. dangling that carrot. How, how little does she have where a hundred dollars is incentive to risk? Yeah. I guess she's not really risking anything, well, right? I, mean, I think any strenuous physical activity has repercussions bigger than the running. Well, according to Jennifer Lincoln, a gynecologist based in Portland said Myler's rigorous regimen isn't cause for alarm. In general, if someone has been doing a certain exercise prior to pregnancy, they can continue it in pregnancy, obviously with some exceptions. General precautions should be taken, such as staying hydrated, stopping if you become dizzy or feel unwell, or if you have high-risk issues and your doctor has advised you to modify or cut back. But, I mean, there's always... A bigger risk, like you see those videos of like, you know, the person tripping at the finish line and they like go down hard. Like yeah. That, that's a risk for the baby. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. But you could do that while walking around. Yes, but I would imagine the risk of walking around going down hard is a lot less than if you're powerlifting. My question is, how fast did she run a mile before she was pregnant? How do we not know that her being pregnant has increased her ability to run faster? Well, yeah, it's cheating. There's two people yeah, running. you got <laughs> extra juice. You got extra blood. You, you got, got another it. heart pumping yeah, inside you. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> Who, what happens if we found out that this was an advantage? <laughs> the belly's aerodynamic. Pre-baby, 10-minute mile. <laughs> baby cuts it in half. So she's going to have to run with the baby. She's running in the baby Bjorn later. <laughs> According to the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, pregnant women should get at least 150 minutes of moderate-intensity aerobic activity every week, and physical activity does not increase risk of miscarriage, low birth weight, or early delivery. You know what we need is we need more pregnant postal workers so I can get my mail on time at least <laughs> with this early delivery. And there is a picture of her... Uh, Not looking happy. Yeah, she ha she's showing her belly, her, her uh, top is rolled up and she is looks like she's exasperated. Probably because she's not running. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I want to be running right now. Yeah, it seems like this woman was running 24 hours a day prior. I'm going to have so much anxiety only running 5 to 6 days a week. I like how it says, turns out, this is her quote from her Instagram. I like how they're jumping platforms from TikTok to Instagram. Yeah. It's really something else when a human hangs out in your belly. That's her quote? That's her quote. Oh. Absolutely loving all the welcoming and all growth. Turns out I still never wear a shirt during exercise. Yet she's clearly wearing a shirt when she's running. Yeah, that's a little weird. It's funny, I kept waiting and waiting for the day when I sh would just be done or my body would break, but that never came, she told BuzzFeed. So yeah, I'll probably still be running next Monday, and sh her due date is like in a couple days. Yes. Yeah. The best is, uh, in, an, in another article, there's a picture of her running. Uh-huh. And she is just acing this, like, teenage kid. <laughs> she's lapping people. Yeah, no, this kid looked like he's going all out. She's just like, bam! Yeah. They're like, what's the deal with the fat lady? <laughs> yeah, She's pregnant. <laughs> she's pregnant. And she's still running back. <laughs> she's running five and a half miles. <laughs> that makes me think, was Prefontaine pregnant when he broke yeah. the mile, mile record? Usain Bolt? <laughs> pregnant. Preggers. <laughs> so what do you think, Louie? I think it's great that she's out doing her thing. Yeah. And it's it, as long as they say it's healthy, so 
Dude, this woman's badass. Yeah. She's a badass. And uh, and this story has been covered on a few other platforms. Colbert did it. And yeah. In the picture, she needs some art for her apartment, though. Yes. You know. it, looks like, it looks like a hostage video. It does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I like it. Yep. That's it for today, folks. Want to thank you so much for listening. And if you have a chance, we'd love to get some additional support by having you give us a good review on the site that you got this. Yeah, you can at. put it on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Goodreads. Yes. <laughs> Good listens. <laughs> yeah, if that would be a great help, you could also check us out on Patreon. And if you like this podcast, we also have another podcast called, called the Moisture Festival. Yeah, podcast. where we interview performers at Seattle's famous Moisture Festival. You can hear their career arcs, their their highs, their lows, their dreams, their ATM passcodes. And you can hear me and Louie trying to interject jokes in people's <laughs> life stories. And then them <laughs> crap upon us. <laughs> I think it only happened once, but it was so hard. <laughs> uh, so where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? Coming up on the 19th, I'll be doing a presentation for the Washington State Fair Conference. I'll be teaching them uh, how to not do horrible Zoom shows. Cool. So if you want, want to peek in on that, I can probably sneak you the Zoom link. Sweet. And uh, where can they catch the Matt Baker Comedy Stunt Show? I will be showcasing my six to seven minute act at the Arizona Fair Convention over Zoom. And that is on Wednesday the 18th. So if you want to check out a few variety acts for free, shoot us a line and we will get you in. Yeah. Also on the 21st, I will be doing a corporate event in Rapid City, South Dakota. Wow. It's the Farm Bureau of South Dakota's annual meeting. No, that's going to be epic. You can learn all about combines and thatchers. Yeah, yeah. they're more like a union, actually. Uh, Anyways, I'll be out there on the 21st, Rapid City. Erica and I are going to drive out there, and it's going to be a good time. That's going to be an interesting drive, because you're getting kind of in the chilly month. Yeah, I know. We're going to be sleeping in the van. Oh! (laughs) It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So either way, folks, we would like to thank you so much. Shoot us a message if you can. Info at oddandoffbeat.com. Like us on all the social sites. And uh, we hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast.